San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear the show as it airs on any device. And also all these podcasts are commercial-free on uh, iymoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? And welcome back. Yeah, thanks. I was on vacation. That's why Joe's saying welcome back. That's right. You were in Europe. Well, uh, we, well we went to Manhattan for a couple nights and then three nights in Switzerland visiting some friends. Uh-huh. And that was fun. This is just you and Mary, right? Just me and Mary. And we stayed in Zurich and then we went out to the country. Uh-huh. And we were there for the national holiday in Switzerland, which is August 1. The country's almost 800 years old. Okay. So lots of fireworks. Didn't blow off any arms or legs shooting off fireworks. So that was cool. And then we flew down to Florence and then drove up to Volterra for the concert by Bocelli. Mm-hmm. About 12,000 people in the stadium in the middle of this huge field at his mother's house. Her, she has a wheat farm. How many people? About 12,000. 12,000. Okay. And the, the concert ran from like 9.30 to 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> and this it is... wasn't just Bocelli singing. All kinds of other performers and a... Czechoslovakian National Orchestra was the orchestra, about 80 pieces, and then uh, 100 children, uh, member children's choir from Haiti, and acrobats and dancers and fireworks. So what was the occasion? It was he was the... raising money for the Andrea Bocelli Foundation. Okay. He, in the last year, he's brought water to about 400,000 people in Haiti that didn't have water heretofore. Well, that reminds me, I'm thirsty. I'm glad I brought yeah, my I water. Yeah, I brought my water. And okay. so then dinner at Bocelli's house after, some guy at the little auction at Bocelli's house paid $30,000 for Bocelli's pen. I'm hoping it was pretty full with ink. Otherwise, he got ripped off, you know, if it runs out of ink the next week. And then from there, we drove all the way back to Florence and then to Rome and then all the way over to the Adriatic Sea. Let me ask you, did you see the Ponte Vecchio in Florence? No, I didn't bother. You must have. I you, said, no, you I, did. Up, you I did. I saw the Ponte Vecchio. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's also a Ponte Vecchio <laughs> in Carmel Valley. It's a restaurant. I, I, yeah. Did you know that? I, I know. In, it's not as famous as the one in Florence. I know there's, the a replica, there's a replica at a, at a development in uh, UTC, but it's uh, yeah. far from the original. But anyway. So anyway, then we drove over to the Adriatic Seaside because the patriarch of my family office, they own a town over there. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed at Monte Savano Beach because we were getting tired of the country. So we wanted to stay with all the other Italian tourists at the beach. Mm-hmm. And that was fun, too. How's the pasta over there? It's, it's oh, a, it's incredible. Yeah, much of the food there is the pretty. The food there is so much better than the food here, and yeah. the ice cream's incredible. And mm-hmm. Well, that's because they borrow all those food dyes that we put in the products here. They borrow them in Europe. Exactly. Lot. It's all natural, yeah. all homemade. Yeah. You know, and then you start dinner like at 9 o'clock at Abundanza. night. You finish at about 2 in the, two in the morning. <laughs> so it was a blast. Mary didn't really like driving 1,200 kilometers through the middle of Italy. She's not into that kind of adventure. For the digit- but I really enjoyed it. For- I had a Range Rover. For the metric challenge, that's how many miles? It was almost 800 miles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was fun. So we made, made it back alive, but only barely. But uh, it's funny, getting out of Italy, you barely have to show your passport, and then getting from Switzerland to the U.S., you have to go through five different passport checks. Yeah. I guess in case you change your identity really quickly in the men's room. 
Anyway, at the airport in Zurich. That was fantastic. What a, what a nice uh, What a blast. Yeah. Now yeah. I need a vacation to recover yeah. from my vacation. Well, we had a little mini vacation when we went down to the Barnes Tennis we Center did. to see the girls, national 16 and 8, the best 16 and 18-year-old girls playing tennis in the country. As well as 17. So they had about um, they had about 480 girls, I think just in the 18 tournament. Uh, yeah, almost 1,000 between and, the two tournaments. And here's the, here's the dirty little secret. The, the girls playing in the 16s are like, they're like 13 years old, and the girls in the 18s are like, 15 years old. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable how the, the, the level of talent. How good they get so young. Yeah. yeah. But uh, congrats to Lorne Kuehl and, um, for, for uh, I guess he was the, the... He was a tournament director. Tournament director. And, then of course, and he's a prior guest on this show. Yeah. And, of course, Billie Jean King was the honorary chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just a great thing. It ran from August 5th through the 13th, uh, two weeks of tennis. And oh, congratulations to Ashley Cratcher, who won the girls 18. Yeah, from Newport Beach. Newport Beach. Best in the country. Yeah. But... Um, Speaking of which, and Billie Jean King, uh, you folks out there may or may not know that, uh, well, there was a documentary a couple, three, twenty four years ago, 2013, 2013 40th anniversary. That uh, There's also a best-selling book written yeah, by me. Yeah, yours truly has to take some credit for, mm-hmm. for stimulating that, that documentary. And, of course, Richard... Uh, with it's his, in the IMBDs now. Too. Yeah, with his... Yes, we have cre- credits in the IMDb's. R- uh, Richard wrote a book. Uh, he was the 14-year-old scrapbook maker for Bobby Riggs, which amounted to uh, 2,500 pages. You said, Richard, of, yeah, clipping, of clippings that you did. It's Twelve books times about 200. And pages. now this year, the pile is up to eight feet tall. Yeah, it keeps growing. Yes, gets <laughs> more humid in San Diego, so it expands. So it's uh, these are eight and a half by uh, 11 pages. That does need to be digitized one of these days, Richard. One of your family offices. One uh, book. Has, uh, one book has been digitized. Really? Yeah. Just Lor- Lorney doesn't really want to move into the 21st century. Okay. Well, if it has been digitized, we should get that on our link on our website or whatever. That would be. It's great. actually on my um, book. Uh, so what's your play.com website? Okay. Well, yeah. we should get that on the iymoney.com. Sure. But anyway, uh, the movie uh, opens with Steve Carell, Emma Stone. Uh, they're making a feature about that whole bat called the Battle of Sexes again. It opens September 22. I do believe it'll be uh, at the Landmark Hillcrest, and I don't know if it's going to be on any other screens in San Diego, but let's hope uh, it's going to be on 500 theaters initially, and then uh, let's hope they roll it out in a, a larger way. Can't wait. But uh, they'll probably have a, a large rental market for that I as well. I got back well. from Italy, and my life was preempted by Yeah. Then. For all you folks who weren't alive or, or, or aware back then, but that match on, on uh, September 20, 1973 uh, drew 90, now they're saying 100 million it viewers. It was 90 million. Yeah, I'm hearing 100 million, See, too. that increases over time, Yeah, too. it's kind of like your, your, your books. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, any, but the number of 30,472 in attendance at the Astrodome has not changed. Yeah, that's the largest audience ever to see a tennis match in the United States uh, history. And I don't think that'll ever be replicated. But, Impossible. Uh, but we'll see. Who knows? Anyway, we have got a very important guest, a friend of mine. Uh, I've known this gentleman since the 80s, uh, as long as Richard has uh, been working with our sponsors and uh, I got to meet him when he was uh, co-hosting the KGB Rocks 10 uh, program that was on, I believe, Saturday nights. It was live, wasn't it, Dave? It was live. It was live. <laughs> but uh, every minute. But this guy, he's a San Diego native. He, what a renaissance man! I mean, he's a journalist, an educator, a, a, an author, uh, a musician, 
Uh, he's been published in many, many, many journals and, and publications. Uh, uh, we'll name a few in a little while, but I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get him on the show. His name is Dave Good. Dave, welcome to our show. Hey, Joel. <laughs> Thanks so much for that, a, uh, that, uh, that colorful introduction. Oh, my God. I could have done better than that. <laughs> it's nice to see you, Richard. Good to yeah. meet you. Nice to meet you. But I you, say, Joe, Joe you, you have it. You know, I'm I an just, East County boy, too. 1986. Yeah. You, you know, you have not changed. Really? At all. Isn't that something? You still look like the same guy. Isn't that something, Richard? Yeah. yeah, that's something. I'm, I'm cutting down on my calories, too, so that's good. a good sign. Um, good. Uh, that's good to know, Dave. Thank you. Anyway, Dave, you're a native of uh, San Diego County. You're, uh, that's uh, a rare breed these days. Um, well, actually, I was born in Texas. Okay. I was born in Fort Worth. My mom uh, uh, packed uh, me up in the car one day and drove out. So I was about five years old. So essentially, I'm a common law San Diegan. Okay. Yeah, been here for uh, minus five years. Well, if you were here five at the age of five. So uh, grade school, high school, tell us about where you went to school, and then we'll get into the rest. Oh, grade school. Oh, man. That's now I'm testing you, huh? Well, Henry, Henry Clay. Henry Clay Elementary. Which was where? Uh, that's in the Rolando area. Okay. And then uh, Horace Mann. All right. Sure. And it was still called a junior high school. Junior high school. Okay, now it's a middle school. Then okay. I, went to, I went to Crawford High School, class of 72. Go Colts. Wow, Crawford. That's, where, where is that now? That's I know where uh, uh, Hoover is. That's right there in the, in the cusp of East uh, San Diego. Okay. Crawford High School off of 54th. And then uh, on to uh, San Diego State University, which was uh, actually it was, it was San Diego State College then. Yeah. Normal stuff. Normal. It was a normal college initially. Now, have you, have you gone back to your your high school? Because uh, that's quite a uh, <laughs> an emotional experience, isn't it? Well, I have. I've gone back to the high school, and and you know the neighborhoods changed significantly. Uh -huh. um, and and at that high school now, I wrote a story for the reader about going to the senior prom. Uh, and contrasted that to the senior prom I went to, huh. uh, which is very two di very different experiences. Uh, the, the high school I think has nineteen different dialects, and I'm talking wow. everything from Somali to to Vietnamese village. So dialect. this is like city heights ish, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so wow, we're talking a lot of issues, a lot of religious, di different religions, different. God. Uh, different social aspects at that high school, and and they all some of them have to be kept you know separated. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting, uh, you know, that some like certain men could go to the senior prom, but certain women couldn't go. Yeah. Offered. Anyway, we're coming up on our break. Dave Good, we're gonna get into a lot of history and all his journalism right after this. Hang on. All right, we are back with Dave Good. What's that music again? Lo oh, Love Boat. Love Boat, Joe. Oh, you know who did a great job on this? I think Dave may have seen this local artist, Jose Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. He's, he's still around, and he's... Yes, well, he hosts the karaoke at uh, Obioki at Winston's on Sunday nights, but... Uh, he used to actually sing this in his act, and, and gosh, almost any, I mean, he would take any song. I mean, he was Wayne Newton and, and, uh, and Bill Murray, Sinatra. and, and uh, Bill Murray rolled into one, and uh, actually, we did an interview with him on the other show, and if you caught that, I'll have to send you that link, because <laughs> when Varga was on. But um, anyway, Dave Good, uh, DaveGood.me, that's his website, which I didn't know me could even be a, a URA, what do you call it, a, a domain, but I guess... 
Is that a domain? I'm that's here to tell you. Or not yeah. you? What do they call it? Is that the extension? The Dave Good .me? Yeah, DaveGood.com was taken. Uh, so I, ah. well, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know me could be an extension of a website, but that's cool. I, I didn't for, know that. I went for DaveGood.me because you know it's about me. Just think of Mimi Kennedy got that she'd be Mimi.me. But anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. But um, anyway, we were we were back at Crawford High School and how it has changed. And um, you did a story on that, you say? I did. I did a story for the reader about uh, about, about senior prom with uh, all of the different the different religions, the race, color, creed, cultures, yeah. the different races that are at, high, at Crawford now, and uh, not to mention just just a, a day in class with nineteen different dialects so is there are they keeping on top of the bully situation i guess they would have to in that situation but it uh, it might be difficult with uh, that kind of a intense melting pot huh you know i saw I, the bully situation i didn't get into that i i saw a fence around the school and guards uh, oh. so it's uh, the complexion has changed a little bit there uh, it's, it's, well it's, i guess that's one way to do it <laughs> but Exactly. Anyway, Dave, you have been published in. Wh when was your first paid article? I bet you remember that. Oh man, I, Joe, you ask. It starts out with the hard questions. Where'd yeah. you go to elementary <laughs> school? What was the name of your second grade teacher, Dave? What was your first. I... Well, I mean, you have been called the best investigative reporter in town by Senegal Magazine. I honestly, I don't remember where the right. first paid article. But I think I it may. Could have been in high school, right? It, it could have been in high school. I'm, like I was a stringer. I used to get like two bucks an article for uh, calling in hockey, the hockey uh, reporting for the local paper in um, or the Chicago Tribune supplement, actually. I've spent a lot of time uh, uh, you know, contributing to the San Diego Reader. Yeah. Love the Reader. Love the whole feel of the Alt Weekly, which is what the Reader is. And yeah. I've, I've Started out at about four, as a four-page publication back when in the late 60s or something like that. Do you guys remember when it didn't have staples? It was just I remember folded. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember folded. that. Yeah. yeah, big thick newsprint thing, and it, it was uh, oh yeah, got all fold. over your fingers. Yeah. yeah, it was a fold. It was a fold thing. I remember John D D John D'Agostino used to yes. write all those articles about the improv. I wish he would, po you know, he should compile those and. Yeah, John, are you in touch with him at all? I've lost complete touch with John. Absolutely, John's still around. Really, and uh, I can. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll we should all go to. to we'll go to coffee. Get him on the show. <laughs> you well, I don't know if he'll do that. We'll see. Maybe he do he does. He does. I don't know if John's local anymore, but I, okay. I do know how to reach him. Yeah, he's on. He does have a jazz show over at KSDS, I think. So. He did. He I, did. I, I don't know if he still does. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, he did. He I'm was not doing it. Sure. Because he had a relative who was, gosh, trivia. But I think somebody was with a big band in his. Uh, one of one of his relatives, dad or somebody, was yeah. a big musician. But anyway, you've published in Salon.com, right. Audubon Magazine, L.A. Weekly, Rangefinder, Cat Fancy. What do you write about I mean, in Cat Fancy? Well, the Cat Fancy story, you know, I just I, when you're a writer, you basically you you pilfer. That's what you do, mm -hmm. you know. So so anything and everything uh, ends up uh, with the potential of being a subject for an article. And mm -hmm. uh, at that time, I, this must have been 15 years ago. Uh, I was uh, living with a woman. We had a house in Golden Hill, and she had. Uh, I came with a little baggage, two cats, and she had uh, allergies <laughs> to, to those cats. And so I, I did a little research and found out that you know there are ways to circumvent the allergy problem so that people with allergies can live with cats. Uh, and we worked it out, and so that became uh, the story. Hmm. That could, uh, yeah, that could make the intimate moments interesting. Uh, but anyway, the sneezing and whatnot, I, I can, I'm, I'm envisioning like a sitcom of some sort. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Anyway, that's that's the story: allergies and cats, and how you can actually live with a cat. Yeah. And, and keep your allergies. 
Now, you were recognized by the California State Senate for your journalist role in contributing to the success of East County, uh, East San Diego County's high school music education program. Now, tell us what, you know, what that was all about. Well, the high school, you know, ed, ed, public school music programs, arts programs in general are gutted. They've been gutted, you know, as in every, every budget cut. No money. A little bit less each time around, and now they're just you know at uh, at uh, at critical uh, critical mass. And when I when I first moved to uh, La Mesa, mm-hmm. the kids at uh, at, at uh, Helix High School were going door to door selling mattresses. They had a mattress discounter that that had a high school program. And I remember when we were at Crawford, we sold uh, candy bars. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know, there's a a lot of companies now that specialize in helping high schools to raise money. So that was the, you know, uh, let's go back to pilfering. Uh, That was a story. And I turned that into a story for the reader. And as I got into more and more of uh, of that aspect, I learned just how desperate and how impoverished those, uh, those school programs are, especially in the Grossmont Union High School District. And uh, that led to more stories and more stories led to more stories. And eventually uh, there was a, a nice commendation from uh, God. And, you know, from the Senate about uh, those stories, and I, I think you know that the that the schools reached out to them and said, "Hey, this guy's really helped us." And so I think even at the grade school level, they should uh, they should have it mandatory where every kid pick your instrument and just you know. Let's well, they did. That was a, and when I was in you know as a fourth grade or fifth grade or whatever, the, the school uh, music was was mandatory. You had to actually do it, not so they, much. They gave anymore. everybody a recorder. And you, yeah, they do that well, now. Yeah, yeah, but, but then I, no, he didn't. Which is like a flute for people it's who like don't a know. Flute. Yeah, but let me give a shout out to Mike Benj, who's uh, running that music program at Grossmont. Mike Benj is, uh, he's a to me, he's a hero. He single-handedly, I think, uh, brought that, brought that, brought that music program up. Yeah. I think he has a staff now, but. A uh, real good guy, real good music program. Well, you've been a music instructor and musician yourself. Now you've, uh, sure. how many instruments, I know you've liked the sax, but yeah. uh, uh, was that your instrument of choice as in grade school? Or? It was, yeah. I played it in the in the fourth grade, and by the sixth grade, I was in a little band with uh, with a guy named Chris Anderson, who's mm-hmm. uh, still around, still in bands. And uh-huh. we, pl- we, we learned one song, it was Wipeout by the Surfari. <laughs> <laughs> we played that at the at the sixth grade uh, talent uh, show, and, uh, you know, it was just a... Did a, you know Jan Tonneson? Who screaming was, girls in the front row and just that was so it, Jan, Jan, Jan Tonneson good guitarist he oh, backed yeah. up uh, Jose he, he was uh, managing the Warren Brock's books bookstore bookhouse which uh, closed a few years ago yeah, but that was a that was a uh, an iconic uh, bookstore downtown for many yeah, many years I should hook you up with you know we'll invite him to lunch he's a he's he was he was the Troy Dante Inferno for uh, oh. for uh, for uh, Jose Sinatra. That's where the name rings. Yeah. Well, he was it was originally when he just played solo with him. He was the uh, was the Troy Dante Quintet, and his five fingers were the quintet. And so, um, but then when they got, wow, Joe, this is trivia night. Yeah, it is. But uh, those are some great memories. I should yeah, <laughs> I should get you some of those CDs. Oh, those guys were so <laughs> so funny, and they still well, they, they still are. Yeah. Now, uh, you'd had a cutting-edge series on violence in the community in San Diego Magazine. Oh, that's had, right. That's right. Um, uh, when was that, and yeah. what was that about? And um, You know, I think we started covering that. And, and again, much credit to, to San Diego Magazine for picking that up, because that's technically not their beat so much. This is a, San Diego Magazine is a, is a you know, fashion and food and yeah. culture and that sort of thing. And uh, some of the community leaders... Uh, in southeast uh, San Diego, uh, Michael Brunker, who's been at the YMCA uh, down there for I think maybe a decade now, mm-hmm. uh, Barry Pollard, 
who uh, ran for city council a couple of times, uh, mm-hmm. didn't didn't make the cut, but decided to become a civic leader there anyway. Uh, these two guys have been talking about the violence in that community uh, over and over and over. And uh, the, the word got uh, to uh, San Diego Magazine. They said, hey, go down there and see what's happening. So I did. I met, uh, I met uh, the community leaders and found out that, uh, indeed, uh, that is the place uh, where shootings happen. San, mm. Southeast San Diego is, is, uh, is yeah. definitely the place where shootings uh, happen. And what the community, uh, what the outreaches are, what they're doing uh, about that. The, and, the many ways they're, they're yeah. approaching and, that problem. And when did the uh, series run? Series ran. I think it's. Uh, I think we started covering that in 2012. Yeah, you know, Bonnie Demanis. They do have an outreach. Um, I think it's down in Southeast somewhere. But yeah. we did an interview with with her and her team, and um, she's actually opened up a, a neighborhood office down there. I, I guess it's to help get kids off the street. It's the uh, the undercutting kids after school too is part of the problem too, right? Yeah. I mean, SDPD was is, is doing an, an exemplary job. Of, yeah. uh, they're, they're having curfew sweeps. They're bringing kids in. It. Uh, do, do they have cameras on streets down there? I don't think they have cameras on streets down there, but they do have they do have a, a number of officers uh, yeah. who okay. are who, like yeah working working the beat working the curfew. Yeah, sweeps. there you go. We'll be back with Dave Good, accomplished journalist, Renaissance man, and uh, San Diego great guy. Right after this, hang on. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is a time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Could not do this show without our sponsors. At the top of the list, UBS with Michael Caranto. Also, do you like CPAs? We love CPAs. We love them so much. We've got two sets of them. Jason Kruger, CPA with Signature Analytics, a great CFO service firm, as well as more traditional CPAs up in San Marcos. That'd be Polito Epic CPAs with Don Epic and Paul Polito. Also, our great friend Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. My recent lunch guest, Sean Puckett. Sean, of course, heads up Mechanics Bank. Mechanics Bank is a great niche market bank in UTC. It specializes in working with wealthy families, family offices, families who are in the real estate business. Also, Hub International. How about employee benefits? Talk about confusion centered around healthcare. Hub International can help you wade through that. The LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, where Alex Sonkin and Tony Lombardi help wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Also, recent guest, Paul Hines. Paul, of course, is the CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, and he is, of course, the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego, helping to prevent financial abuse of the elderly. Also, our great friend, Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management. For those of you who have no time, Elite Lifestyle Management will help you get your most precious asset back. That would be your time. They can help you with all kinds of things, from the simple, like travel arrangements, to the more complex, like getting a fishing license in Cuba. And last but not least, just saw her. She just got back from a family reunion in North Carolina. That would be Brenda Geiger, attorney of law. Geiger Law Office specializes in asset protection, and estate planning. Now, for all of you loyal listeners who skipped dinner on Saturday night just to listen to our show, we thank you, but we can also help you. How can we do that, Joe? Well, we have great sponsors in the Berry Good Food Foundation, Michelle Chickarelli lirac uh, who's been uh, putting on great foodie programs and sustainability programs uh, throughout the year. 
Actually, a uh, couple. She not only has appeared on this show, but uh, we've also going to nominate her uh, TV UCSD TV programs uh, for Press Club Awards, as we have just uh, submitted as well, and that will uh, we'll know in October. Uh, also, Lestat's Coffee House, uh, Coffee Houses, uh, Normal Heights, University Heights, and the new one on, Uni on University Avenue, uh, all open 24/7, 365, with uh, great food, great coffee, and great people watching. Always crowded, and very popular. Uh, and uh, let's see. Um, I know many of these sponsors, Richard, have been working with you for many, many years with great yeah, success. decades in some cases. And uh, listeners can get more information about them on our website as well as if they want to learn how to become a sponsor Absolute. of our award-winning show. Absolutely. Go to iymoney.com. There's a sponsor tab across the top of the page, drop-down menu. You can learn about any or all of them there. And there's a great media kit put out by uh, Courtney Hulse with my assistance. Uh, there as well, you can see all the great guests we've had, like the one we have tonight, San Diego iconic journalist Dave Good, who uh, we've known since the 80s, for gosh sakes. Did your and band, The Goods, ever play at Lestat? We never did. Never did. Uh, no, we, we were, that was a short-lived uh, episode okay. in, in life, but no, we never made it to Lestat. Well, you know, the trouble with me, it's a good the, place, by the, the way, challenge that. is, I mean, everyone has, you know, you try to be a musician, whatever. I don't know how Dave Scott does it over at KUSI, but, uh, you know, uh, most Musicians, you know, you have to have a, you have to have a hold down a job too, and then the hours are tough if you're working, yeah. <laughs> right? If you got to be at the office at eight o'clock, and then uh, you're playing, you know, till ten, eleven at night, and but uh, that's the challenge. But uh, by the way, I heard the world's worst rap band in Pescara, Italy. Really? These guys were so bad that they should win. Were they awards. rapping in Italian? They were rapping in Italian. Oh well, and gosh. it was horrific. Oh my gosh, it was sounds, horrific. Sounds like an SNL skit for God's sake. <laughs> But uh, Dave, now you've had a you've had a radio career as well, and uh, tell us when that started and in uh, the whole KGB and KCBQ experience, et cetera. Did boy, we're going way back into the memory circuits sure. here. I'm glad I'm glad I can still remember this. I because <laughs> you know you you wake up days sometimes and you think ah. Did I do that? Was I there? Yeah. Yeah, I think right out of college, uh, I went to I went to SDSU as I mentioned earlier. I Got studied uh, journalism, journalism over there, mm -hmm. and then uh, I dropped out. Well, you and, have that in the radio. You have that in common with the famous chicken. He was a journalism major. The at chicken, State. Uh, yeah. A lot so. of people came out of there. I think Tom yeah. Blair did. I think uh, yeah. Mike Crowell. Who, uh, Susan Farrell went there, didn't she? Night and day guy at the UT. A lot of people went there. I think there, Susan so. Farrell and Adrian Alpert went there, too. I'm pretty I sure. they did. Yeah. So, so the radio thing came along. But sure, I by accident, have no idea how I fell into that, but I stuck around for a few years, as yeah. long as they'd have me. And yeah. I think uh, retired from that career in the 90s. Was and KCBQ then, doing, uh, yeah. that was AM, that was, were they doing uh, music or talk or what? No, nah, it was Top 40. Top was 40. Still top, top 40. Shot, shotgun Tom was there. Yeah. All the guys. All the, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Shotgun Tom. Yeah. KCBQ. That's what, 1170? 1170. Something like that. Yeah. And it was out in Santee, and it was the only thing in Santee. That's right. It was they the had their of a big station field. down there in the middle of the yeah, Richard, Richard. Santee. That's, that's a big, big pasture, right? With a, yeah. uh, just a tower, and that's it, that's and right. a little building. I remember that. Um, oh, six big towers. And uh, and uh, and I think, you know, I used to think if, the, if, if aliens were going to come, they'd land there. <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> they might have. But then the KGB right. thing, and then uh, it was, right. uh, and then the you were with Jeff Prescott doing the Rocks Ten thing on Saturday nights. That was what an hour show or two. I mean, that was. 
I, it just the, these things the kind of they kind of run together. I but I, I, I maybe you, yeah, I was. They used I, to drag a camera in the control room and sit you guys up on the on the table there, and you guys used we to, would do that. Yeah, yeah, Jeff was, and they had a revolving sort of door with the the other host. So Jeff did it for a while, and, and then I had it by myself for a while, yeah. and then and then a, a, a lovely morning anchor came to town named Sue Delaney, the late Sue Delaney. Yeah, she came to town, and she's much much better looking than I am. Yeah, and uh, so they. She took over the show, ah. and uh, I think I think it went to new heights uh, yeah. with Sue as the host. But um, that Wonder. was a, that was a live show. Right? Yeah, it was a live show. It was a, it was there. It was KGTV's answer to uh, MTV. Yeah, uh, mm. uh, you know, which was uh, the, the whole the whole technology was 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 just exploding yeah. at that time of music videos. And was, now you know MTV doesn't show music videos. Yeah, they don't show any music yeah. video. No. Was it mostly local bands or? or no, it was all national stuff. Top, all the okay. stuff that we played on KGB. Any of those bands that had videos, and there weren't that many. Uh, there maybe you know a couple of dozen bands were cranking yeah. out. But, the, but but like I said, you know that that was the beginning of. Yeah, a, I remember a, the, the infancy of the of a uh, big tidal wave of, of videos and a lot of bands. Are people watching music videos anymore? I don't no, even know. I don't, no, I don't think no, so. No. Yeah. No, I, One I of my all-time favorites, ZZ Top, was a pioneer in music video. Yeah, Duran yeah. Duran. They had Duran Duran. They were big. Tom Petty was big in the Save beginning. Save a prayer. Yeah. You bet. And of course, now with high tech technology, I guess markets are getting splintered and fractioned, and uh, and uh, you know everyone has to carve out their own niche. Uh, uh, I think it's so much. hard to make it in the music business. Yeah. Now you won an award in X for Excellence in Journalism, Senegal Press Club Award, correct? I did for uh, uh, an article called "Gigging yeah. for a Living." Yeah, it was last year. And uh, was that in the Reader or oh, San Diego Magazine? San Diego Magazine. And uh, what was that article about? And of course, folks, you can read any or all of these on his DaveGood.me website. He has them uh, nicely uh, displayed there. Many of his articles, not all of them, but gigging was that a, was that more first person about you, or was that about? No, the, no, no. The gig economy. Oh, is wait a minute. This is about the Uber and the Lyft driver and everybody else, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a, the, the in the gig economy, there's virtually no protection for the worker, right. and uh, legislation hit the table that would actually create some sort of a, a protection uh, for those who are entering uh, the growing, exponentially growing uh, gig economy. I mean, we're, I talk to people. That and we know about ride sharing, but what are some of the other ones that they're doing? Well, yeah. ride sharing, uh, you know, just people that were holding down two, three, four different jobs just to make the... They're all independent know, the contractors. Rent. Independent contractors. So we're talking about like a part-time workers, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But but the two that come to mind, of course, are Uber and Lyft, yeah. you know, drivers. Uh, and they basically... Uh, Function at the whim of of, mm -hmm. the, uh, of the employment contract that they have, and so yeah. uh, the uh, the legislature would that uh, would give them a little bit of protection, a little bit of uh, and not necessarily a union, but the same kind of clout, collective yeah. bargaining clout, and uh, it would maybe the the goal is to make life better. Yeah. So in that article, what you interviewed several people who were doing did, that for, for did a people that were just not even getting sleep, people that were just living mm -hmm. on a couple of hours of sleep, and uh, unfortunately, the 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 gentleman who was the the center of that story, I, he didn't allow me to use his name, but he was working in the school district, driving, building guitars. Uh, doing all kinds of things, oh and his uh, his marriage fell apart. Oh my gosh! It didn't uh, survive the pressure of all those jobs that they had uh, to uh, have to pay rent on an apartment in Del Mar. And that's uh, and not and uh, you know we have a lot of all the social distress going on these days, and that may have a 
something to do with it. You Rents know. are pretty high. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back with Dave Good, extraordinary journalist, San Diego native almost, and all around a good guy right after this. <laughs> That's in honor of Dave Good. Used to play that as Wipe a... Out. How old were you, 12, 13, 14 when you played uh, that? Oh, I think I was 11. 11. Sixth grade, you'd be 11. Yeah, I was 11 years old. Like and we're back with Dave Good, oh, a musician, yeah. author, journalist, educator, and Renaissance guy. You even owned a pet store at one time in your life, didn't you? I was I a partner in a pet store, yeah. yeah. Which a, one? I was a, uh, a safari pets. It was a lot of reptiles, I, right? I was just a partner in that. I didn't really own it. Uh, yeah, I just I had, re- I had more money than common sense, and I, I would never a do lot that. of reptiles. Ever do that again. And now they're in office, so uh, the this, this store's going. <laughs> Never, ever. Yeah, that's a... But um, anyway, so we were talking about the gigging uh, article, but you also uh, recently did one about worms. Is that When does that get published? You mean like earthworms? Yes. Earthworms. Okay. Earthworms, yeah. Verma, vermiculturists. Uh-huh. So I did a story about the culture of vermiculturists. Well, with and, all the composting uh, going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's technically what that means is people mm-hmm. who compost with using earthworms and mm-hmm. um yeah, I'd, I'd read a book called The Earth Moved by Amy Stewart. My neighbor uh, Janice had it, and mm-hmm. she said, you got to read this, and I read that. We, we, we think along the same lines on a lot of issues, Janice and I. And so uh, I read the book, and I, I woke up uh, one morning after having read it and said, i I, I got to write this story. i got to mm-hmm. find out what people in, locally are doing. And, and it's, uh, it, yeah, it's very interesting. People that, uh, that have earthworms, are, uh, that, that use earthworms to, uh, to compost their soil, share a lot of common beliefs. And one, I, I think, underlying uh, commonality is that they truly believe that they're making the world a better place mm-hmm. uh, through uh, through earthworms, that earthworms yeah. do such a good job. People love their earthworms, and uh, they're, uh, I'm constantly amazed by how much they eat and what they can They eat all do. our food waste and uh, create fertilizer so we could grow more food, right? Soil amendment, yeah. We're yeah. not allowed to say fertilizer, but they, oh, they, they, cor- they corrected me on that. It's a soil amendment, oh, yeah. Fertilizer okay. technically has Nitrogen's to be... Nitrogen's nitrogen, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But now, is there, do they have little, let's say you live in a condo or an apartment, and let's say you don't have a, a garden, but you can certainly contribute your, uh, or donate your, your compost to someone or an organization who can use it. I'm wondering if they have little home units where you can just compost at, at home, because um, all your food waste uh, can go into this thing, right? It's does a great it, idea, I, I, and I, hadn't, uh, I haven't met anybody that's doing that or has anything set up like that, like a, a donor compost uh, system, but I, I certainly have met a lot of people, almost everybody that I've met, even people who live in apartments. You, know, you, can, you can compost, and you can have your worms, and you can have planter boxes, and I've seen little planter boxes on apartment balconies overflowing with things to eat. So... Mm. Almost everybody uh, that does uh, do this does that. this in a in a sense of composting for their own personal gardens. Yeah. Now let's give a shout out to Lauren, the late Lauren Ann Carroll, who was a good friend. And uh, uh, back in the day, at, at the is it Casa Casa de las Campanas, yes, Campanas, which is a uh, in RB it's Rancho Bernardo. There's Rancho Bernardo Retirement. Home. Yeah, it's a nice it senior is. facility. Yeah. Um, but a few years ago, when he was still with us. Uh, my friend was executive chef there, and he wanted to put in. He still in a, is. Yeah, he still is. Uh, he wanted to put a um, uh, a large, a large, almost like a dumpster sized uh, worm farm up they there. They did. And uh, well, it took a little doing. And I asked Lauren, could you go up there and help and see what you could do? Well, he voluntarily 
went up there and talked to their board or whoever was the big decision maker and and made a whole presentation totally uh you know voluntary uh, donated his time and service and uh, they agreed with him well all the seniors up there absolutely love it and it's actually become a big selling point a feature for uh for that uh that retirement community so good for them and thank you uh the late lauren he's a great guy and great family uh as well so you'll be able to read about that uh that's a segment of the story jamie mm-hmm. grabowski is the uh, is the executive who uh, who takes care of those worms up there and who did this project with Lauren and mm-hmm. uh, that'll be part of the reader's story. Don't know when it's coming out. It's uh, it's an editorial. They're yeah. massaging it and editing it right well, now. Well, you've had plenty of covers on the reader. How many do you, do you keep count? There must be no. several dozen, huh? Must be over through the years. Huh? I've written thousands of stories. <laughs> so I, I don't really have a head count on this. I don't know. That's a What's great What's your question. process like? Do you write in the middle of the night? Or you, uh, when's, when's your most creative time? You some wake peop- up with the idea in your head. Some yeah. people are very good like uh, waking up at 5 a.m. or something. Well, that's right. Yeah, there's two, there's two chapters to that. You know, one is hanging out with guys just like you. So I've, no. I like to, you know, I basically have perfected the yeah, art We're, we're going to create out. in compost. Wait a minute. Create, yeah, create out of the what? Um, I'm just going to, I've created the, I've, my basic art is the art of hanging out. And hang so out. I hang out well, and listening. I, I take out. a lot of notes yeah. and I collect information. And then, and then there's the writing part. So the writing part happens in the morning and at night. Mm-hmm. Middle of the day, not so good. Good yeah. for napping, swimming and napping. <laughs> yeah. Mornings and nights are good times to write. Yeah, I found for me. At yeah, least. Cre- yeah, I think that's pretty universal. You yeah, know, and, and um, it's uh, it's it's uh, I I never thought of myself as a writer. I really I tell people stories. I I never really set out or thought of, and so I don't think of myself as a writer, even though that's the job. even reading. That's some the people, job description, yeah. but I don't ever. Yeah. I I not you know. I just think the. The, uh, the uh, listening to stories is uh, is is what I do. Yeah, and I try to relay them as best I can. Have you ever done thought of writing for TV or film or anything, or no? No, I've never been invited. I, no, <laughs> you got you know anybody? Well, I do know some people, but book uh, a brother you know, they're, up they're, here, they're, Joe. They're always looking for stories. Well, speaking of TV, let's talk about your Fox TV appearances with this three minutes to stardom. What, oh, yeah, yeah. What is that all about? A couple of years ago, well, that was a lot of fun. We did it. It was, uh, you know, it was, the, it was their answer to, uh, you know, American Idol, and uh, people would come on the show. Oh. I was surprised, so surprised at how many people in town here. Just, this, you know, your regular just... This was local, right? Yeah, rank and file. Why aren't uh, they still doing that? That sounds like fun. Well, you know, the show was owned by a lot of different people, and, oh. uh, and, and they decided to move it. And, and it never, they're still in talks after all these years. They're still, I, from what I've heard, still talking about maybe reviving it or bringing it back. But I'm talking, you know, people that worked in daycare, UPS drivers. Yeah. They would come on the show. Sing opera or something. And they'd be really good. <laughs> they could sing pop tunes. And, all. And, they were, and they were, I'm surprised. They were so good. And it was a lot of fun. Well, they should have a regional, at least a regional karaoke contest, I would think, because there are some good singers what out there. What was your performance on Three Minutes to Start? I, I was one of the judges. judges. Oh, you were the judges. Delana, Delana gotcha. Bennett and uh, gotcha. Ashley from uh, Rock 105.3. They were the other two uh, celebrity judges. and. Okay. Uh, so basically, I was I was kind of like the meat in this glamour sandwich, you know. Uh-huh. These two beautiful women, and we we would judge the the talent and uh, and have. It was just a great time. It was a lot of fun. And I, again, I, I wanted just a, a shout out to all the people who came on that show and sang. I was stunned. But it's the, more than just singing, right? It's going to be singing, ju- just singing. Oh, just singing? Yeah, you sing a little song. Get up, oh, sing. Oh God! Little well, let's get jugglers. Let's get acrobats. Jugglers. Let's, get, let's make, still do that. Let's huh? get. Oh yeah. Let's so, get. So, let's, what was the best performance you ever heard on that show? Uh, was it one? Uh, Stacy Antonell. She she walked away with the prize, the grand prize. And she has a band now called, I 
think it's the Ginger Cowboy. What did Ginger she? What did she Cowgirl? sing? What did she sing? Don't remember what she sang okay. a couple of years ago. Was she it country had, western though, or was it what was I it? I think a pop cover. Pop. Wonderful pop cover. Wonderful tune. Go. But I'm not. I don't remember the well, title. There's some Eve Sellis. There's some great local talent in this town. You you must know about Eve, right? Eve Sellis. Uh, yes. Eve Sellis is wonderful. Been yeah. around. Been consistently wonderful for years. I heard her sing when uh, when I was at MP3.com. I go, she's as good as Madonna yeah. or anybody. I mean, I, 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 the talent. Well, it's just like the tennis, Richard. We saw these young gals. I, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of talented people. Um, you know, just just getting a break. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they say, just the Hollywood catch a break. They say the community, the Hollywood community, is a very small cloistered community. You know, and uh, you've got all these thousands of people out there. I guess the the moral of the story: just do what you love, and uh, you know, don't worry about the fame part of it. That could be a that could be a major problem. You know, look what happened to Elvis, for God's sake. By the way, this week, uh, I guess August sixteenth was his fortieth uh, anniversary of his passing. Yes, forty yeah. years. Forty years. Yeah, actually, it'll, we're wow. taping the show Tuesday. It was last Wednesday because we're airing Saturday night. By the way, Monday is going to be a a, a a big eclipse at ten twenty one. So oh, that's right. August twenty one is the big eclipse. Yeah. Is that in the morning or is it a.m.? It's got to be in the morning. Yeah. Because yeah. it could, it was a trick question, Joe. It couldn't be at night. That's right. Ah, <laughs> that was yeah. But I'm, you got me, Dave. You got me there. I did. I did. Anyway, I think we're a little bit over time here. I think we ought to, <laughs> we better wrap it up here. So we uh, we've been talking with Dave Good. Thanks so much for being our guest, Dave Good, extraordinary journalist and good guy. Richard Musio, great seeing you. Justin uh, uh, Hart, our sound tech, great working with you. Thanks to Craig Blanky and Dave Sniff here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial free on iWomoney.com. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.